You're listening to the What the Falk Show with me, Connor Falk, uh, coming from a rainy day here in Los Angeles, California, a much-needed rainy day here in L.A., California. And, uh, you know, the word of the day today is sports. As you know, on this show, we talk about sports, we talk about entertainment, we talk about food, all the things you like to think about, whether you're bored in class, maybe you're in traffic, maybe you don't want to listen to your boyfriend or girlfriend, maybe you're playing a fun video game and you think, hey, I just want to zone out right now, I want to fucking zone out, I want to listen to Connor Falk talk about some awesome things. So today, sports, fantasy football, all those fun things you love to think about, we got fantasy Fanape.com here today. We have nextscore.net. Two, one's an exclusive awesome sports network that you can find online. Another one is a fun new fantasy game you can play with your friends. Fanape, Next Score. I'm excited to have you guys on the show today. How you doing? Connor, you glorious beast. It's been years since I've talked to you, it seems like. So much has happened. I am so excited to be on your show with Stanley from nextscore.net. I can barely contain myself. I can tell. You seem... How's, how's it going, Stanley? How's it going, Tommy? And uh, it has been a long time. It's been multiple days now since you've been on a, on my it, podcast. It, 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 things are going well. I mean, Fan Ape is blowing up. You know, I'm prone to excitement and occasionally panic, Connor. You know this about me. Um, <laughs> apparently, I blacked out. I woke up with a racquetball in my mouth, completely naked, with my balls submerged in a bucket of ice. Now, Stanley had to do that in my own best interest, and I understand that now because right now I'm telling you that fanate.com is blowing up. We have new celebrity guests. We actually have a new show coming on called Cash or Trash, and it is the first comedy in the financial sector. So Mm. we're taking comedy and the boring, stodgy words of the financial industry, and we're mixing them up in the perfect marriage. And it's, that's an exclusive. It's called Cash or Trash. That's our new show coming up. It's with Stan and myself on Fanate.com coming later on this fall. And then Next Score. Did you get the Next Score game that Stan sent you? I did. And I got to go ahead and play a little bit with friends. And it was great. It was a quarter by quarter kind of thing. Play by play. You know, you pick a new team each time. We had some of the Steelers. We had the Patriots. You know, you have the stickers out there. You know, if you already have a fantasy team, you could use that. But then you have Next Score where you're in the game. You know, so it's good when they say if you're at a bar or a party and you want to involve the people that are there next score is really good for that it's one of those all-inclusive fantasy games that i think people are going to really enjoy stanley why don't you maybe give us a little bit more info about those who haven't played it yet yeah and I'm, I'm glad you liked it and you really hit on what it's all about you know it's a it's a real world fantasy game an instant fantasy game um which you play in a social setting there's a winner every time there's a score in the game you're watching and so what we send out this season is if we do it for every night game because when you're watching a night game, there's only one game on. Yeah. And sometimes that game is a blowout. It's a crappy game to watch. But if you're playing next score, it's much, much more fun. So it's you play it in a live social setting like bar or a party or somebody's man cave or frat house, a senior center, wherever there's people watching a football game, you can play next score. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's a, you get randomly distributed uh tickets for most of the players, most of what you consider the fantasy players that are involved in a game. And you get one player, and if he's the next person to score, then you win. And every time there's a score, you draw again, so you get a different player. So, um, like on Thursday night, that was the first next score game of the season that we, we gave out all the freebies for. Uh, Gronk scored three times, and in normal fantasy, that's one person getting all those points. Exactly. But because of the way next score works, Generally speaking, that's three different people winning. Uh, so you always have a chance with next score. How do you go? How do you go by Stanley? One thing I want to ask is, how do you go by scoring? You know, like the next turn. You know, so say for example, you know, if I want to get Gronk every time, that you'd probably not be able to do that. So after say I, I take Gronk in the first quarter, he gets me a touchdown or two. Then the next quarter, um, the next score, we switch it up. How do you go by order of who gets that next pick? Actually, uh, the best way to do it is it's random. So you take all those tickets and throw them in a hat and just draw them out of the hat. Okay. And if there's if there's not enough people, there's 20 tickets in each round, right? 10 for each team. Um, you know, let's say you've only got six or seven people watching the game. Well, you could each draw two or three tickets. Mm. And, uh, and and every time you'll get to see something else. And, and it's tough sometimes for people to get it at first because they, they draw... Um, you know, I don't know, you, you get somebody from the Pats, but the Pats are kicking off. 
And you think, oh, well, that's no good. Well, no, you're rooting for Pittsburgh defense now. Yeah. You want the Patriots to get the ball back so your guy can score. So it gives you a chance to really be involved in the game in a way and, you know, really root for both teams and really overall be entertained. You know, there's not going to be, there's not going to be a part of the game that you're, you're bored with. So next score, it's really self-explanatory. Each score is, is a next chance for you to score some points. And absolutely, I, I, I liken it to sort of a drinking game. It's a new drinking game kind of thing that you can play at a new place, you know, be it at a party or, as you said, a senior center or a man cave or whatnot. It's something you can do <laughs> inclusive in that little area. Right. Yeah, absolutely, Connor. And you know what? It, it brings people that that could normally be disenfranchised. Yeah. Like a lot of times, you have cats hanging out at the bar, and they're all in the same fantasy league, right? Yeah. So a lot of times, these people know that if they're down by forty points, their game is done. Yeah. So they they might get disillusioned and go home, or they could be in a grumpy mood. The great thing about NextScore.net is that. Every single ticket is a new chance to win. It's a new beginning, a new ending. It's very rapid, but it's also very inclusive. So let's let's talk about the people out there that really don't understand fantasy football. They might be a little intimidated, or, or they might feel like they're not really part of the group because they're there by association. They're there with their friend or their husband or their wife or their boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever. Yeah. And these people are instantly in the game, and they have the same chance that everybody else does. So it actually brings people together as well, which is really a cool concept. It does, and luckily, it's very self-explanatory because you can go to nextscore.net at next underscore at sorry at next underscore score uh, on Twitter and uh, you can go ahead and find all the information out that you need any questions that you may have they have it all out there for you you can also check out my Twitter at my WTF show I'm always plugging next door and fanape.com as Tommy said from fanape you find them at fanape one it's it's at fanape one on Twitter and uh, you have hello neighbor you have kid and player which is uh, and kid and player is an ex NFL player correct with his daughter. To show no, you it's, it's, um, it's a guy that actually played some college ball and okay. it's with his son. Yeah, he was out of uh, Michigan State. And it's with his son. He's a uh, 11-year-old uh, sports fantasy football prodigy That's named awesome. Isaac. And uh, the uh, short nomenclature for that is just the I-Man. And uh, the kid is brilliant. I, I mean, he, get, he was giving out picks. Part of the show, the last segment was really dedicated to almost like Vegas point spreads. And he was hitting... At a remarkable rate. I think he had an 87% win ratio. Wow. Which is ridiculous for an 11-year-old. Yeah, that is ridiculous. You know, I was, you know, oh. that's, that's the kind of thing where you back up the, the, the truck to the bank and just, you know, say load it right now. And that's when you say, but, hey, uh, you should go ahead and do a show on fanape.com because it's going to be really entertaining. So kid and players want to check out. <laughs> but it's, it's also a lot like your show. It's like, you know, you want to be informative, but you don't want to be dry. You don't want to be boring. So, you know, it, it's, it's the perfect confluence of being entertaining and being informative. You do a lot of great stuff on your show, and you're merging, you know, both of those realms and those distinctive kind of uh, personalities for listeners. So that's what they're endeavoring to do is that they make an exciting, a very passionate, enthusiastic show. But um, it's also extremely informative in terms of uh, injuries, sleepers, pickups, waiver wires, trades, and they go into all of that. Well, I appreciate that, Tom. You're, you're fucking making me blush on here on the What the Falk show with Connor oh. Falk. <laughs> if I mean, no, that's just the lack of rain. That's called a sunburn, and you should probably go to the ER for that emergency. Absolutely. I got to tell you, uh, last night around uh, midnight, it just starts pouring. You know, I went for a run, and then uh, after that, it just started it's pouring and I'm thinking this is great you know obviously for me I always sleep better when it's raining and we don't get that very often and then you know go outside the grass is all crazy and uh, super wet and everything and it's and it's awesome but the one caveat to that is that in Los Angeles no one knows how to drive with uh, raining when it's raining so I'm sure 405 right now is just packed with all kinds of sig alerts and things like that so we don't want to get in too much to the traffic and the, the down part of your day that's why we're here on the what the Falk show to talk about all the fun things you like to think about when you're in your car for example so as we said we got fanape.com here all their shows and exclusive sports entertainment network that you can find online we have next score stanley from next score it's a new fun fantasy game you can play each week so guys let's talk about kind of why you're here another thing you know we like to plug and talk about our own things but fantasy football we love fantasy let's get into the meat let's yeah get into the meat. let's get into the meat right now this is my this is my uh yeah Let's talk fantasy football. So uh, I'm Connor Falk here, and I don't want to self-grandize. I've been playing for 13 years now, so that means that uh, I wouldn't call myself a prodigy, but I'm certainly someone that was one of those nerds at my friends in high school. We started playing this game called fantasy football, and um, you know I always loved football. I was a Raiders fan, as you know, you know, good or bad. Looking at that, but um, you know, playing fantasy really jumps you in, and much like Next Score, it uh, you care about all the teams that you wouldn't normally care or think about. You know, so yeah, exactly. Like 
you know, the Browns-Jacksonville game somehow becomes the most important moment of your week. You know, being a Raider fan, the first thing I'm going to ask you is, what the fuck with oh, the Steelers? All, um, I'll preface that with my sympathy. You're, yeah, okay. No, I'm not surprised, to be honest. I, I you know... I, I don't like Derek Carr. I think he sucks. You know, I, I did a show a few uh, days ago, and I actually had to, I actually had to cut out a lot of me talking about Derek Carr. But he hasn't progressed at all. You know, I need a quarterback who can, who can throw farther than five yards. Um, you got to throw down yeah. the field, and Derek Carr can't do that. So, uh, you know, um, there's no, I don't, you know, I, the secondary's out. You know, I, I I went on Twitter and I had a Twitter rant because Charles Woodson's in the game with two minutes left. We're down thirty three thirteen, and he dislocates his shoulder, and now he's probably out for most of the year. Um, I don't know why coaches want to waste a talent like that, a Hall of Famer who comes back, and uh, you know. Uh, I'm certainly not happy right now, but fantasy-wise, for the Raiders, what do we got? We got Latavius Murray, who looks like a... Latavius Murray, he's, he's, he's a Raider from shining your world there. He is. He looks like a viable yeah. running back, too, right now. He's getting receptions, and, and because we have uh-huh. a lack of arm strength in our quarterbacks right now, be it Matt McGloin or, or Derek Carr, we're going to have a guy who in the backfield who's going to get a lot of dump-offs. So if you're in PPR yeah. or for, if, in, in a standard league in general, I think Latavius Murray has some value. Amari Cooper didn't exactly pan out how we had hoped. You know, great talent. But as far as his fantasy value, I think it did kind of take a hit. I think I take from taking him as a possible receiver to flex to a guy that we're kind of go wait and see, you know, kind of temper your expectations and see what happens with Latavius Murray. But I wanted to ask you, you're a Steelers fan. And Stanley, I want to find out what your team is. I want to ask you guys what you thought about your team's uh, performance last week. Well, I mean, uh, for, for the Steelers, I think that I could drag a net down the street and, or and hire carnival workers and, and, and actually develop a better secondary than the Steelers. <laughs> the Steelers, interesting enough, went from the oldest secondary in the league on average to the youngest within a year and a half. So they're in a transitional state. Um, of, of course, they're bereft of having the services of Le'Veon Bell, which, which hurts them uh, greatly. Uh, they also lost um, Bryant, their, pretty much their key second receiver for the first yeah. four games of the year. So, you know, they're coming out of the gate handicapped. Uh, their, their defense is going to be exploited massively. So they're looking at, at that Bruce Arian offense where they're going to be totally dependent on the passing game, and that's how they're going to win or lose uh, for, for the first few games of the season. Um, D'Angelo Williams, the old man, dude. We're talking about old folks' homes and uh, assisted <laughs> living. He apparently, uh, you know, rose up, but um, he's one-dimensional in, in that capacity. Um, did as good as and, and more than could be expected for that for that backfield during that game. But um, against the Patriots, they were just uh, overmatched and outgunned. So what? even at full strength, I still think they would have lost that game. I think it's got to give you some hope, though. If D'Angelo Williams is able to go for 127, then look what think about what Le'Veon can do. You know, he could take that two hundred. Yeah, I, I do. That does make me optimistic, but I don't think that it's a realistic expectation that Williams is going to repeat that week in and week out until Bell gets back. Okay, well that's that's good, and that division is kind of up for grabs now. When you look at Cincinnati, did play pretty well against us, and Terrell Suggs being out for the year for Baltimore, I think uh, it's going to be interesting to see who takes that. Obviously, you know the Browns. I don't think they're going to do anything with Johnny Johnny Football. Now, Stanley, let's get to you from next score. Uh, Stanley, what's your favorite team, and uh, what do you think about their performances last week? Well, I'm, I'm by default a Patriots fan because I grew up in New England and, you yes. know, I grew up uh, with me and my dad wearing brown paper bags over our head in football <laughs> game because okay. they were such a bad team. Yeah. And uh, so I, I'm still in a state of shock of, of having a team that competes for the Super Bowl pretty much every year. It's, uh, it's a new, new experience still. Um, and the Patriots were pretty good, I have to say. They, they did all right. Um, Tom Brady threw for four touchdowns, right? And uh, Gronkowski was exactly the monster that he always seems to be. I think a lot of people who took him in the first round are thrilled, and then they'll maybe be a little bit more dis- disappointed when he comes back to earth. They absolutely um, are. And right now, you know, if you think about it, me being a Raider fan, Tommy being a Steelers fan, you being a Patriots fan, there are some deep... I don't want to. Say, I wouldn't. Say, I would never say hatred or negativity, but I would say um, there's some deep rivalry here. I mean, the Steelers took away what three Super Bowls from us in the '70s, and we have the Patriots, who obviously <coughs> the tuck the tuck rule, which is one of the worst the days rule. worst yeah, days we of my life. Yeah, well, you know, and, being until we start drinking, and yeah. then furniture starts to get thrown. I, well, right, you yeah. know, that's uh, one of the first times I remember doing that. About I think I was twelve or thirteen. I those first times I remember really berating a television. Well, you were drinking or throwing furniture? Uh, uh, throwing TVs actually at twelve or thirteen, oh, okay. seeing this. So, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't call it an anger problem, but uh, being a twelve-year-old yelling at a TV, <laughs> and those were the old days. If you remember when you you had to uh, you turn the knob for some of the channels? That was the oh, kind yeah, of TV yeah, I was watching. I don't know if any of your viewers on or listeners on campus will remember those days when you had the auto tune and your dad would be like 
Hey, Charlie, why don't you grab the TV? Hold the antennas. No, stay there. Don't move. Stay there. from the kitchen. Absolutely. But, you know, aside note, I got to meet uh, Bob Kraft here at Runyon, so I'll drop a little L.A. LA, uh, LA theme for you there. Runyon Canyon is it's kind of the hike that you see in all the movies. You got a lot of celebrities, a lot of beautiful women um, are always hiking out. Oh, yeah. So I always like to go just for the motivation. You know, wherever I'm walking, I'm going to see something that's awesome. So, and uh, I got to see, um, meet Bob Kraft. He was just walking. He had his beautiful girlfriend with him at the time and uh, nice guy. You know, I said, hey, I respect you, man. I respect the way you ran your franchise. And uh, even though the tuck rule, you know, I had an issue with that. I still think you're a good guy. And he, he was really nice with that. He's like, thank you. I appreciate that. You know, I think your team is looking up. You know, obviously he was just being nice and uh, trying to make me feel better but so uh, overall I don't I don't have any issue with the Patriots I think they're somebody who's uh, you know when it comes to so-called cheating or whatnot or anything they're just doing in the hardest sport and business I think there is I think they're just doing what everyone else does and um, well you know you know what Stan and I were talking about this at length about the entire Brady to situation and um, Roger Goodell it, it seems so ambiguous in how he mets out justice and disciplinary action or um, suspensions and, and, and how they should really be moderated and it seems like it's a little too wild west and this is there's, a, there's an inherent irony there where you have a 4.7 billion dollar company that really doesn't know how to handle disciplinary uh, you know, procedures and it seems willy nilly to me and you know I'm not a Patriots fan but I was totally behind Brady I was totally behind the players union because they're like no we're going to take this to court and if you don't have evidence just, just like any judicial process exactly. out there you either have the evidence or you don't have the evidence. And to have this independent report come up and say, well, we feel like he knew about this. So that was the entire judgment was that you had an independent third-party person, which he really wasn't. He was handpicked by Roger Goodell. And he comes up and says, well, we feel like that he was aware of the situation, so we'll just arbitrarily give him a four-week suspension. In all fairness... That is a, a, a complete abortion of a process in terms of legality, and I'm glad it was settled in court, and I'm actually glad that Tom Brady won that. I think that's the right way and the fair way to deal with it. Absolutely. Well, I've seen House of Cards, and I've watched Suits, so I pretty much know everything there is to know about the legal process and lawyers and lawyerings and, and judges and all <laughs> and those things. And, uh, I think that's what it's technically called. I know all about lawyering. Yeah, the lawyer, the lawyering's book at uh, Barnes and Noble. I'm pretty sure, or there was a guy in the street that had it. I don't know. I don't know too much about it, but I can tell you that um, you know I agree with you. I I, I thought that uh, to me it's just it's media, it's entertainment. You know, for each summer we need something to talk about. Last summer was Greg Hardy and Ray Rice. This summer is Tom Brady and Deflategate. When football is not going on, ESPN has to have film, and no one likes to talk about hockey and baseball as much as they do football. So it's just something to fill the seats and give people something to talk about. Um, I have one more question before we jump into the straight up fantasy. Anybody listening right now? This is the what. The the Falk Show with me, Connor Falk. I'm joined by uh, Tommy from Fanape.com, Stanley from NextScore. You can find them on Twitter. You can find them on uh, Fanape is on SoundCloud. I'm on SoundCloud, SoundCloud.com, MyWTF Show, Facebook.com, MyWTF Show, and uh, most likely on my parents' phone in our fridge back home. So uh, now, uh, last yeah, question. Get it, Matadors. Right now, you're president of your college. Just issued an executive order. If you listen to our show, you get one liberal arts credit, but you have to favor Connor on Twitter and Facebook and prove through SoundCloud that you listen to the show. Absolutely. So as long as you can put that together, proof of evidence that you actually are contributing, you get one free liberal arts credit for your college matadors speaking to you. Yes, and it's actually, there's also a competition for any female that listens to the show that is a win a date with Connor Falk. Um, we'll go out in a nice seafood dinner and I will never call her again. Sorry. Did you say eco dinner? Uh, seafood. Seafood, dude. This is L.A. We're we're uh, we don't mess around. It's, it's all uh, juicing and and kale and and uh, foraging and and all those other things that I've heard about is that on, how on you blogs. Women out there in, in Hollywood with, with <laughs> kale and and. and I go to yoga classes, dude, and it's like you're doing the poses, and it's like, how you doing? Oh, I'm pretty oh, good. That's a good place to pick up women. I've tried that. Uh, didn't work for me personally because I'm a filthy beast, but he might have a better shot. Well, the fact that you said you wake up with your balls in, uh, I think, ice water <laughs> is something that you maybe want to work on when it comes to getting you some female attention. Anyway, something that got a lot of attention. That was Marcus Marcus Mariota this last week. I have a quick question for you guys, each of you. Is, is he for real? I know we're not going to see four touchdowns a game, but do we see a guy, they're really going to play his offense. It's that quick slant. It's the spread offense. You know, Stanley, do we see a guy here who's going to be able to make some noise in the NFL? Well, you know, he looked really comfortable, didn't he? He looked like he he was back in Oregon doing exactly what he did in college. He looked fantastic. But, 
I think half the credit belongs to the Tampa Bay defense that was mm-hmm. abysmal. They were dropping back into their Tampa 2 zone and leaving immense spaces that, I don't know, a, a blind child could have thrown touchdowns against that defense. They were absolutely miserable. But, you know, Mariota looked incredibly poised. He looked like he knew exactly what he was doing. He looked like a pro. And, yeah, I think he's for real. Um, you know, to stick to the fantasy concept of it, I don't know how for real he is in that sense. Um, you know, how many points it's going to get you week in, week out. But uh, he shouldn't be on the waiver wire anymore, that's for sure. Well, t- at the very least, he should be your backup. In two QB leagues, I think he might be a guy who could end up being your QB too, depending on matchups. You go matchup by matchup basis. And obviously, in a in a 10-team league, I don't know if you could, you know, I, I guess if you, depending on who's out there, if you want to have him as a backup, you know, deeper teams, 12, 16-man leagues, he's certainly viable to be your backup. This next week, he's got uh, Cleveland. So he's got another pretty good matchup. You know, the Jets just went yeah. ahead and put some numbers up. So Marcus Marietta, the flying Hawaiian, the former Oregon Duck, I think might be able to make some noise. And it's all about, you know, the new – back in the day in the NFL, the coaches would not change their offense for players. It was, hey, you got to – you abide by what I do. You change who you are, and you play the National Football League game. We're not going to change for you. Now, college-wise, these coaches aren't going to spend millions of dollars and ask a guy to do something he's not good at. So you bring in Marcus Mariota, and you play his offense, and you do the things that cater to his talent. And that's what it looks like they're doing so I think it, it looks like positivity and, and a good run for Marcus Mariota I think he might end up being the rookie of the year um you know here we go this is the mo- most important part of the show people are finally gonna you know like okay 20 minutes in I liked hearing their cool voices but now we're gonna talk some fantasy football it's week two you know for all those people right now who are 0-1 you have that fear that maybe you won't win a game this season it's hard to sleep it's like oh my god I don't want to be that guy who wins no games um so uh who do you guys like Stanley Tommy who are some guys to look out for in week two drafted him, he's not going to be on waivers anymore after week one. We- the guy is a stud. I stashed him. I, I fortunately had enough uh, talent in my starting roster to, to roll to uh, victory um, this week, but um, I did have him on my bench. I will not make that same mistake. He is going to be in my flex position going forward. Uh, Jacques Bell is an illusion. He's a wisp of smoke. He's done. Uh, Abdullah, Amir Abdullah, the running back for the Lions, he is the real deal, and um, he has the stamp of Fanny.com approval in terms of fantasy as the most underrated rookie coming out of this Well, class. he does have yeah, the fan ape stamp. Too. I mean, and, and I have him on the bench on one of my teams as well, and that's going to change. Yeah. Uh, he definitely looks for real. He does, and and let's uh, let's be honest, gentlemen. There was a a football analyst who came on the Hello Neighbor podcast, I believe it was a few months ago, and um, he previewed one of the rookies coming out that was something to look at. I believe his name was Connor Falk. I, I think so, and he talked yeah. about Amir Abdullah out of Nebraska. Yep. So, yep. Uh, and um, we're going to give you huge props and uh, credit to the Matador Nation that Connor Falk predicted this months ago that Amir Abdullah would be the stud that he is today. And sir, we give you honors and laurels for that. Well, thank you again. Thank you again, sir. Well, well Mir Abdul, like you said, he's, he's, a, he's a good receiver out of the backfield. He's quick. He's shifty. And he's in an offense where it appears that Joyke Bell's not going to do anything. So far, Calvin Johnson hasn't made any noise. So they're really going to rely on that running game to really open it up. So I think Amir Abdul is a guy to look at again. Playing this week is playing Chicago. Eddie Lacy just tore them up. I think that's a good pick. Yeah. Um, Stanley, anybody else that you're looking at this week? Yeah, you know, somebody who's probably available in most leagues is James Jones, playing wide receiver for the Packers. He looked uh, perfectly comfortable uh, in that offense. He knew exactly what he was doing. Uh, Aaron Rodgers knew where he was going to be. And and I think he'll be a lot of value going down the line. Um, I don't think you can go wrong with that. And for next week, i got to say, based on how badly the, the Tampa Bay defense played this Drew, past week, anybody on the New Orleans Saints yeah. is a Drew Brees, I think it looks at he's a top six quarterback this week, in my opinion, as you said, Tampa Bay. And now they're at home in New Orleans. I think they're just going to be able to run up the run up the numbers on him. So Drew Brees is obviously going to be a top quarterback. I'm glad you brought up James Jones with, with uh, the uh, Green Bay Packers. You know, the former San Jose State product plays for Green Bay, goes to the Raiders for a year, makes a lot of tough catches. I mean, I'm watching all the Raider games and James Jones has some has some hands talent. The guy really knows how to get his hands on the ball and uh, and bring it in for a touchdown. Goes to the Giants for a little bit. Yeah, he's, he's a season veteran, uh, and, and speaking of season veterans, 
Uh, Stan had a very salient and astute pick, and I wanted to get this this guy in every single league that I have, simply because Philip Rivers. I mean, look at his product productivity in the first week. Philip Rivers. I, I think, and if, if the numbers prove me right, I think he was the number three fantasy quarterback last week. He was. He had, there. I mean, he was definitely top five. Yeah. Um, we have this guy that's under the radar. He's he's aged. He's geriatric, but Stevie my God, does he perform? Antonio Gates. Now he has the first four games suspension. Uh, for a, a little chemical infraction, nothing huge. It wasn't heroin or pot or anything. It was just obviously he rubbed some, you know, I don't know, something on his arm, and that was illegal that he wasn't aware of. Uh, he should have been, but um, nonetheless, he's out for four games. People forget that Antonio Gates caught 12 touchdown passes last year from Philip Rivers. He's going to be out for the first four games. Their number one tight end got dinged up this week. Yeah. So they're basically going to be rotating people in there at the tight end position. When he comes back at full strength, he's going to be rested. And that is another really sneaky pickup. If you had to wait very late in your fantasy draft for a tight end, grab Antonio Gates, stash him on your bench. Stan did it. He cock blocked me. And I admit it. <laughs> and he did a great job of it. A very good pick. A very quiet, under-the-radar pick. If you need a tight end, pick up Antonio Gates probably available in most leagues right now. Well, he should, and I think it's interesting you bring Antonio because he's really the Gronk before Gronk. You know, everyone sees this tight end now who's dominant, and when Antonio came out, his first few years, he had multiple touchdown games. He had a four-touchdown game, and he was one of those guys that really changed the game for tight ends, being one of the first basketball players, and now you have all these athletic guys. Yeah, and now it kind of set the trend, so you have Gronkowski, who's super athletic. You have Julius Thomas, who's an uber-athletic guy. You have uh, Jimmy Graham, who's kind of changing the game for tight ends. So, you know, back in the day, possibly when uh, people were watching tight ends were more of a blocker you know they re- they received that was kind of a, a a cherry on top when they ended up being a good receiver but run blocking and pass blocking ended up being their main job so now the tight end position yeah. certainly changed and uh for me guys i don't know if you agree but i think it's a pretty deep um deep year in, in fantasy tight ends i mean i was saying this on podcast before i mean you have why you know i said this on multiple shows which now i feel good so i'm glad that it's actually recorded so instead of all these years my friends saying hey i, I said this you should you should you know you remember that i, I said that now it's recorded yeah. so now i actually have proof but i was the guy who said why take gronkowski in the first when i can get tyler eifert in the ninth and uh, Tyler Rafford just had 100 yards and two touchdowns. That's a guy who is, you know, 80% of 80% owned, but he's a guy who you got late who I think has has a great year. You got Andy Dalton who can't throw the ball more than eight yards. Who's the guy he's going to look for in the middle? It's going to be a Tyler well, Rafford. Well, Kelsey did with, with, with KC. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, there's a lot more depth than people assume. That's why you always should wait for these picks for, for kickers and defenses and tight ends and, and even quarterbacks to a large degree now. Absolutely. You need to stack those running backs. You need to stack those wide receivers. I mean, people in our draft are getting incredible value on quarterbacks. I'm talking like Brady going in round seven or six or something like that. Yeah. It's ridiculous. You yeah. Know? Sam Bradford in the 10th or 11th, which it looks like it's going to yeah. be, it's going to be a great pick. Uh, Sam Bradford just had 52 attempts against the Falcons yesterday and any quarterback, you know, fantasy, it's all about opportunity. You got a quarterback who's going to throw the ball 52 times. There's a good chance he's going to get you some numbers so it's all about value and you know let's bring up daily fantasy leagues for a second that's when you really can do this value game you know we have a guy like Austin Austin Safarian Jenkins like sure they were down a lot when they were playing Tennessee but this Tampa Bay tight end he's over 6'5 he's got a young rookie in Jameis Winston I think he's going to be a tight end who gets a lot of play he's a guy who's going to be less than through uh, four thousand dollars in daily fantasy leagues, he's going to be on your waiver wire right now. If you're hurting a tight end, tight end two, he's a guy to look at. Austin Fair and Jenkins out of Tampa Bay. Did you guys like this guy? Are you guys okay? Did I? Uh, if I? Yeah, I no, no, no. I uh, Stan was just uh, actually bringing up uh, my, my lineup uh, from from our fantasy league, and I got I got sick to see who I was playing next week. <laughs> you're fearful yeah. of that. Fearful of that. I hear that. Okay. That, that, that does happen. Uh, you, hey, I have, I have a question for you, Connor. I'm ready to go. Um, what are your thoughts? And I was thinking about this when, when, when it, I was thinking specifically about you when the news came out about this. What is the whole deal with the Raiders moving to LA? Do you think that's going to happen? It better happen. And, and what are your thoughts on that? I've been saying this for five to six years. I don't. I don't see why the Raiders don't move to LA. I mean, what are we? You know, I've been to Oakland. It's a great, it's a great place to watch a game. It's awesome, but the stadium is outdated. It's old, and uh, let's think about it. The median average income for someone in Oakland is about, I think, twenty eight thousand dollars a year. I don't know how you're going to be able to afford season tickets under that salary. Move us, you know. No one wants to come play in Oakland. You know, it's hard to get people out there with the stadium being so old. We are the only stadium that actually shares with another sport. You know, being the Oakland A's, who are more, yeah, who are more successful and who give them a hundred and. Uh, 
uh, 62 games, right? So they want that money, you know, as opposed to uh, the Raiders who are going to come in, you know, uh, 16 weeks a year, you know, 20 if you count the preseason. So I, uh, it's, it's, this, this, this is actually no joke. I have literally seen running backs trip over the grass to the dirt surface from the baseball. I've actually seen it happen twice in the past five years. Oh, yeah. It'll, it'll, Where a running back from the Raiders will literally trip because that's, that's a good, you know, two, three inches high. Yeah. So they're, they're running and they, they hit that little incline and they go down. I've seen it happen twice. It'll tear up your, uh, it'll tear up your elbows and knees and it's just not right for a professional team. So, uh, we have to move to LA. I, I don't get why we wouldn't. The tough thing for me now is I don't, I think the Chargers are going to stay. So the whole Carson deal, I don't know how that's going to work out as much. So I think it's going to be, if we can work it out, I think it's going to be the Rams and the Raiders on their own, not sharing a stadium. And, uh, you know, this is an LA, LA Raiders are, we're the last team to be here and to win a ring, you know? So, uh, there are already a lot of fans here. I grew up in Bakersfield, California. It's only a hundred miles away from where I am at this moment. And in Bakersfield, I grew up watching KCAL 9. I grew up watching the Lakers, the Dodgers and the Raiders. So it's all the Southern California, um, sports kind of teams is what everybody in kind of Central California, Southern California, even NorCal parts, all of us kind of root for those teams. It would make a lot of sense for us to come here. You know, people worry about the gang mentality and things like that. Listen, let's be honest, man. If you're a billionaire and you're trying to make some money on a stadium, are you going to allow anybody to come in and cause any negative noise? You're not. You know, let's get let's get the security guards in. Anybody wants to come in and fucking talk some shit, you know, we do some cracking and then uh, they don't they don't say anything anymore and, and they don't cause any trouble for anyone. So the Raiders are coming to L.A. It makes a lot of sense. And once they do, which I think you guys can agree, okay. I, we're a top six franchise, I think, already, right? Just based on value. Yes, it's Connor Falk exclusive. Within the next three seasons, the, the Oakland Raiders will be playing in Los Angeles. Absolutely. So you can count on that and um, and you're going to enjoy it. We're going to go up to be a top six franchise. Just our, our Forbes value, if you look at it, we were rated last on a recent Forbes list of least valuable franchises. We will immediately yeah. ascend to top six just based on where we are. I mean, think about it. Think of all the, the talented players you have. Most of the talented players come out of college are Florida, Texas, and California. So we got USC, we got UCLA, we have... Um, yeah, that's distorted, but most of the, most of the bottom uh, ranking on the Forbes list was uh, due uh, directly uh, because of Al Davis' son haircut. You know, I mean, <laughs> really, is he the fourth, third stooge, or I, I don't what? know? Is, is he calling him for Shep or Curly? I don't know. Have you I, seen his haircut? Guys, we have to think that he has like a PR person or an agent or a manager who's like, hey, have you seen your, uh, did you see the haircut that you came out with? Because that was... Wait, wait, was he too busy composing the team this year, or was he at summer camp taking swimming, swimming lessons? I'm, I'm, I'm confused. I think he's... He looks like he's a six-year-old boy. I think he's best friends with Lloyd Christmas from Dumb and Dumber, and I think they both get the... the <laughs> They both get the bowl haircut together at the same time, you know? So uh, shout out to a really good movie there. But guys, okay, so talking about the Raiders, they are moving to L.A. We have a Steelers fan, a Patriots fan, a Raiders fan all right here talking together. Um, you know, it can work out, I guess. I guess we can all get along. We got Stanley from Next Score. Yeah, yeah, we got Tommy from Fan Ape. And one thing I wanted to give you, I want to give you my Falcon 5, a hot five waiver pickups to pick up. Anybody listening right now, to me, fantasy football is about drafting, but 50, other 50% of winning your league is about watching the waiver wire, seeing who's going to be injured, seeing, you know, the matchups and whatnot, who's kind of coming into their own. I want you to look out for targets. I want to look out for carries. Fantasy football, winning players in fantasy football get opportunity. You can't get a chance to, you know, to hit a home run if you're not up to bat. So here are the Falcon 5 waiver pickups that I want you to look at for this week. Number 5 is uh, Stevie Johnson from the Chargers. Now, you said Antonio Gates. I see that. But Stevie Johnson, the California native, former Buffalo Bill, former San Francisco 49er, he's perfect in the slot position right now. He had a touchdown this last game. He was on my top five underrated players before the draft. Do you guys like Stevie too? I think he ends up being him and Keenan Allen in a good offense. I think uh, Stevie Johnson ends up being a, a viable flex play going forward. What do you guys think? He's a great fit on that offense too. Uh, and and Philip Rivers looks absolutely fantastic. I think Philip Rivers had like five incompletions in that game. Yeah. And uh, Stevie Johnson's a, is a perfect fit. And yeah, he's. I would imagine available in like ninety percent of leagues. Yeah, he's available in a lot of leagues. And like you said, Philip Rivers to me is just a baller. A lot of people don't like him because he talks a lot of crap in games and stuff like that. But I think he's a competitor, and I respect the guy. Even since NC State, him coming out, the guy plays and he wins games. Just an old school quarterback. He grew up with his dad as a high school coach. I like Philip Rivers, and I like Stevie Johnson. It's number five on my Falcon Hot Five waiver pickups. Number four, as you brought him up, James Jones. You know he's familiar with the offense. Looks like he's going to get the touchdowns this week. They're playing Seattle, and that tough defense. I think Aaron Rodgers can look to the guy that he trusts. Devontae Adams is coming into his own, but I think James Jones right now is going to be his security blanket. So number four, James Jones from the Green Bay Packers, obviously another guy who leaves the Raiders and then has a great season elsewhere. 
Number three, um, God, it's kind of surprising here. Number three, Bishop Sankey from the Titans, guys. I mean, I know Tampa Bay, just their defense is just awful. But this guy with David Cobb being out, he doesn't really have anybody to take the carries. Do you guys believe that Bishop Sankey, you know, as a flex position, RB3, you know, this second-year player might end up being a guy who you can start on your teams? He could. It really relies on the passing game with that team and, and how Mariota is going to adapt. Now, the, the first week could be an aberration. It could be an illusion. It, it was two rookie quarterbacks going against each other. Um, not a lot of great defense on either side. So it's not a huge sample rate right now to see how that backfield is going to match up. Um, I think Mariota is going to have a lot of problems um, in a, inside it inside his division against certain teams that will remain unmentioned at this point. But um, uh, we have that. We have uh, Sankey, to me, um, he's not going to be a superstar. I think that he's going to be functional. I think that you know he's going to get you some 100-yard games, but I don't see him as a breakout player, and especially based upon the matchups and uh, the newness of it all. Uh, Tennessee is in a, a complete rebuilding process in a lot of ways, so... Uh, I'm more interested to see how that shakes out, um, but I'm not so quick to anoint him as the next best, best thing right now. Well, because Mariano, though, is a rookie, and you have to expect him to be really uneven yeah. throughout the season. They're going to add on the ball a lot, I think. Yeah. There are going to be days where he's just not on, and Sankey's the guy who's going to end up getting that workload. I, I think he's a good a good pickup. Well, I think he's definitely... I, I agree as well, Connor, and I, I, I do want to add to Stan's comment. I, I think he... Is a, is, a, is a very good pick, a very solid pick, um, not a true number one. If you have to rely on him, you might be in trouble a little bit, but if you got a flex position, a good plug and play. Absolutely. His value obviously fluctuates depending on if you're playing PPR or standard league. As you said, Mariota can have up and down games, but I think you know, you're know you running around, you need a security blanket, you see the guy six yards away from you, dump it off to Sankey, he gives you you know eight yards and a PPR point. So Bishop Sankey is someone to check out on the waiver wire this week. You listen to the What the Falk Show with me, Connor Falk. I have Tom Tommy from Fan Ape. I have Stanley from Next Score, and uh, next on our on our hot waiver wire is number two Dante Moncrief for the Colts. Um, this is this is reaction to um, T. Y. Hilton, who's most likely going to be an out. He's going to be out the next two games, a game or two. So in that process, with Andre Johnson having a pretty bad game, I think Dante Moncrief this week is someone to look at. They're playing the Jets, so Andre Johnson is going to get Darrell Revis or Antonio Cromartie if he comes back. So Moncrief is going to be there in the slot. I think if you're hurting on receiver, especially in like a daily fantasy league, he's someone, he's a sneaky play. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think so too. I, I have him down as a really deep sleeper before that happened to T.Y. Hilton, and it just moves him up the board. Mm. Um, and he's one of those guys that he's one injury away from, from playing a really major role on probably the most prolific passing offense in the league. So there's got to be a lot of value there. Absolutely. Yeah, Dante Moncrief is just on it. You, you want to play, you know, sadly, fantasy receivers, I always tell people, you know, they, they look at a player and they think, oh, he's really good. He is, you know, say you got a guy like A.J. Green, but to me, fantasy receivers are beholden to the quarterback that they have. So you have to think about who they have as a quarterback. So some receivers who might be average in other teams, when they go on a team like with the Colts, like Andrew Luck, they instantly become better because Andrew Luck is just a better player. He's going to find him open. Dante Moncrief is someone to look at this week, I'd say, especially in deeper leagues. Pick him up as a stash. In daily fantasy leagues, DraftKings, um, FanDuel, you're welcome for me to plug you guys. Dante Moncrief is certainly a play to look at. Number one on the waiver pickups, it's interesting because you guys are out in uh, you know in the East Coast. For a California guy, the East Coast is all the same thing. You got Washington. Yeah, you got Washington, Connecticut. Um, I don't know, on House of Cards. I know you guys are always wheeling and dealing, so uh, whatever you guys do out there. And, and I've seen Law and Order. Yeah, you guys are always wearing yeah, suits and jackets and whatnot. So number one, out of Washington, to me, a player I'm really excited for. Two years ago, he helped me win a championship. Uber athletic, former running back receiver turned tight end. That's Jordan Reed for the Washington Redskins. I think this guy ends yeah. up being a top 10 tight end now. You guys got to look well, at him. Know, he had a monster introduction last week. Um, we'll see how Kiss and Cousins does in, in terms of his... Uh, tenure there as quarterback it looks like he's won that job and if he does as well as he did last week um he might be able to hold on to it you still have colt mccoy behind him the days of rg3 are over and i will make uh, another prediction on this show that um you will never see rg3 as a starting quarterback in the nfl again but he, he, he'll, he'll be a backup, but that's going to be about it. Where do we think he goes? Like like every other quarterback who kind of flames out, you know, they have that the franchise they were first with, and then they go to that one Cleveland. franchise. Cleveland. Cleveland. Okay. Yeah. What about you, Stanley? Where do you think RG3 ends up? I, I hate to say it to you, but I, I'd say the Raiders. Oh, oh no. Ouch. Don't tell that to Connor. Hang up on it. Oh, he's so sad. 
God, okay, that that would be awful. Okay, well, uh, you know, so there's... <laughs> yeah, it was nice talking to you guys. Appreciate you being on the What the Folk show. Uh, Falk RG3. Anyways, uh, so there's just some uh, some waiver pickups to look at. You got Stevie Johnson. You have James Jones from the Packers. You have Bishop, Bishop Sankey. You have Dante Moncrief. And finally, Jordan Reed led the team in targets last week. I think especially with Deshaun Jackson out. This guy who's already a mismatch um, issue for the linebacker he's going to be facing. I think Jordan Reed is a tight end you should pick up immediately. I also talked about Austin Safarian Jenkins. So there's a lot of tight ends out there that I think you should look at. Next. Um, a lot of tight ends. A lot of tight ends. Jordan Reed, the, the one thing caveat about Jordan Reed is that next week he might be in for a bit of a, a down game they're playing against St. Louis. St. Louis defense looks absolutely fantastic. So it could be a rough match for week two, but after that, I'm, I'm right there with you on Jordan Reed. They are, and St. Louis did give up, what, 31 points this last week, so I do think it's one of those things that they have a really tough, stingy defense, but I still think a tight end who's really now the number one option in the passing game, I think he's even more valuable than Pierre Garçon. I think he's someone that you least want on your team. You know, for a lot of the tight ends that are gone and taken already i think a guy like jordan reed could be a viable pickup if you're really hurting at tight end uh next on this thing is as a new thing we've been doing we're actually taking it from the old show that, that tommy was on but it's this guy or that guy so i'm going to ask each of you first thing that comes to your head each of you is going to get a this guy or that guy question first we're going to start with stanley first question is going to be this guy or that guy frank gore well actually this was i wrote this last night so this is going to be easy now but it was frank gore or carlos hyde that was before carlos hyde went off for 168 oh, two teams yeah. i would have said carlos hyde anyway though I don't trust Frank Gore to, to like for his wheels to stay on. He was having, I think, calf cramps or something during that game, and uh, and I'm not surprised because I view him as he's an old guy. How, how long can he last? He exactly. He's an old guy. Literally, father time is never uh, never loses. And uh, you know, both those guys looked pretty old this last week. Andre Johnson, Frank Gore didn't do much, and um, Carlos Hyde, man, he looks like the new Frank Gore. I'm the guy who had Carlos Hyde on my team, didn't start him, and and somehow won. So the fantasy guys really helped me out. Um, God, Carlos Hyde looks like a top ten running back from now on. What do you think? I, I, I don't. I don't really see it. Um, really? He has a look. He hasn't looked like this in the past. I mean, is it is it a different guy wearing his uniform? Because it's, <laughs> it's his second year, you know. So how do we, you know, we don't know exactly what's there, but I think he could have grown. He could have yeah. he could have grown, but Sam was taking his chewables. You never know. Oh, exactly. Like what you say. You said the uh, the substance uh, substance infraction from Antonio Gates. Maybe something like that. Let's hope not, because I'm starting him every week from now yeah. on. So that was this guy or that guy. Frank Gore, Carlos Hyde. We're taking Carlos Hyde next for Tommy. This guy or that guy. Um, and this is for kind of for this whole season. I want you to look at fantasy value. Todd Gurley, who's probably going to come back week five or six on an offense. Jeff Fisher loves to run the ball. Or Ryan Matthews receiving back oh, out Ryan of Matthews. Okay. Now I'm not a Ryan Matthews fan. I've had plenty of opportunities to draft him in the, in the past. I think that he's always been overvalued, overappreciated. I think Ryan Matthews is a very mediocre running back. Gurley, on the other hand, you want to talk about about Gurleys? I'd rather have Betty White on my team than Gurley. Ouch. Gurley is. They're talking about him coming back week five. His knee is destroyed. He's a rookie. He has not even been able to work out in practice. He's been, you know, we're talking about a guy who needs to get up to NFL speed, which is categorically different than college. So if any, if any dumb bunny is out there hopping, think that Todd Gurley is going to come in week six and run 400 yards and a touchdown, they are sadly disillusioned, and I wouldn't touch Gurley at all. There's tons of more rookie value out there. I can name three running backs right now that are much better pickups, and Matthews is a better pickup even though he's a mediocre back, in my opinion. He's a much more reliable option than Gurley. Okay. So it's Matthews. And I would, it's, it's Matthews, uh, this guy or that guy, you're choosing Matthews as that guy. One thing I would drop a little hit, Matthews is actually from Bakersfield, California, went to my high school, so I know Ryan pretty well. We dated the same pair of twins, um, so I saw him a lot. I had the, I had, uh, yeah, so I saw, I know Ryan Matthews pretty well, and I always hoped that he did better. He killed it in high school, absolutely dominated Fresno State. Unfortunately, coming into the pros, he hasn't exactly been worthy of the first round pick. I killed pick. in high school, too, my woodworking shop, that didn't translate to the well, you were the, you were the leading. I think you were the third ranked chess player in uh, the exactly. Connecticut area Dungeons too, right? And Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, you killed it. You, translate into reality, but you know, you're one of the best Risk players that have ever been out there. So I know you're pretty talented. Thank you. I appreciate that compliment. Okay, so it's next, this guy or that guy. That during the sad, lonely times at night for me, Connor. Yeah, and that's why I have you on the it's show because that's. The, the epitome of cool here, Tommy from FanApe.com, an all-exclusive sports network and overall entertainment network, something you should check out online. Next guy, this guy or that guy, that's for you, Stanley. That's the Andre Johnson or Devontae Adams? I'd say Devontae Adams. I think there's, there's so much upside to Devontae Adams. That, and, and Andre Johnson, not so much upside. Um, 
Yeah. And also going back to what you're saying about, you know, you're, you're, you're wedded to your quarterback. And I, I think that Aaron Rodgers is the best. Okay. I agree. Best player out yeah. there. Better than Andrew Luck even. So we're going to take Devontae Adams over Andre Johnson. Next one's for you. we got two more. Next one's for you, Tommy. I think this is a close one. So I want to see what your chess master knowledge can tell me with this. Dungeons and Dragons. Okay. Who would you take? Matt Ryan or Please Sam? Please refer to me as Dungeon Master going forward. Dungeon Master 2. It, it, it um, makes me feel better. Okay, Dungeon Man. Uh, Sam Bradford or Matt Ryan? Ooh. That's a good one, right? Um, you know what? I was really on the fence with... Uh, Bradford, he actually, in terms of the OTAs, um, with his his knee situation, I mean, he had some plays for, um, it was exactly 700 days. Yeah, so much, Until his last game. Um, I didn't think he would come back the way that he came back, so I'm going to give, I'm going to give him an extra star. Um, I think that I would still do Matty Ice, dude, on on, on a day-to-day. The only thing... The biggest difference with the Eagles, even though they did lose one yesterday that they shouldn't have lost. I mean, that pass went through Matthew's hands. I know. He should have got that. Awful. They should have gone down, kicked the field goal. Game should have been over. Um, Bradford is in, is in that Chip Kelly offense where they're just running, you know, ridiculous Bonic man play sets. Um, people get exhausted. They're much better conditioned. I was actually surprised to see Bradford keep up with that pace. Um, that one's almost 50-50. I would right now, as it stands, give a slight edge to Matty Ice. Okay, Tommy's going Matty Ice. Uh, Stanley, I actually want to ask you because this is a really good question. I think a lot of people are going to be facing this decision at Fantasy. I, for one, am. I'm very high on Bradford. Who do you like out of those two, Stanley? Ryan or Bradford? I'd actually go with Bradford uh, because of what Tommy just said. I mean, the, the pace of that offense, uh, they, they looked... They look like they were bewildering the defense sometimes. You know, they come straight up to the line of scrimmage, and it's another play, and it's another play, and it's another play. And, and Sam Bradford looks like he knows exactly how that all works. He knows where all the parts are going. And uh, I think that they could be a three, four touchdown um, every single game for, for Sam Bradford. That, that is true. And you also have the build-in. You have the build-in factor of experience where, you know, Chip Kelly was Bradford's, you know, college coach. I mean, they have a long relationship. These guys have known each other for probably 14 years at this point, 12 or 14, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, they have a deep history. They have a good relationship and understanding. So his assimilation to that offense it's going to be so much easier than a lot of other quarterbacks coming into different offensive sets and, and you know different paces of play. Um, they've done that before. They have a history of doing that. My biggest concern was just Bradford's health, and it seemed it seemed like he was doing fine yesterday. Yeah, he yeah. looks pretty good. The guy was I guess a Heisman winner, number one pick for a reason. You know he has physical talent, and he's given the chance to flourish and stay healthy. I think he could put up some numbers. Okay, the last last guy on this guy or that guy. I think after week one, it becomes actually a viable question. Before it wouldn't, but now Russell Wilson or Peyton Manning? That's for both of you guys. Oh boy, that's easy for me. Russell Wilson, Peyton Manning look look like uh, uh, cat food. I don't know how to bad. describe him. Yeah. Uh, bag of garbage, cat food, deflated balloon, um, old shoe from the Goodwill. I, I don't know how to describe him. He he looked horrible. Russell I Wilson. Agree. I think he's done. His, I think Russell, Russell Wilson is my pick, unequivocally. Okay, what about yeah, you? I, I have to agree with you. Uh, I mean, I think they both look bad, but Russell Wilson looked a lot less bad than Peyton Manning. Because and of his running has ability. A lot more upside than Manning. Manning basically only has downside at this point in his career. Yeah, because his rushing ability, I think that puts Russell Wilson ahead when it comes to fantasy and daily league play. I think that also affects their receivers. I looked at Demarius Thomas last week, seven for sixty. I think he's gonna have a down year, at least not the kind of year he's had, because Peyton is gonna be, you know, his his arm is not as strong. So I think Demarius Thomas. No, his, skill, his, his skill set is declining. That that happens to everybody. Yes, you know? too so bad for Peyton. Great player. Even with arguably a lot of people could say Peyton Manning was one of the best quarterbacks ever, but you know, age age catches us all, dude. Yeah, know? it does. I mean, isn't it harder for you when you're are is are you dominating Dungeons and Dragons as much as you used to when you were no, a young spry guy? My food and shave me every day. Oh man, okay. And I'm in my forties. Now you're in your forties. Nice. Okay. Hey, well, someday I'll, I'll be there and I'll be able to enjoy shows like The Golden Girls and Murder, She Wrote, and and uh, I'll be able to watch those and be happy for that. So, okay, so this, this guy or that guy, we're taking Sam Bradford over Matt Ryan, we're taking Russell Wilson over Peyton Manning, we're taking Devontae Adams over Andre Johnson, and we're taking uh, Ryan Matthews over Todd Gurley. Now, next, let's just go now, through... Write all this down, Connor, because 
we're going to talk again before the season's over. We're going to have you on uh, fanate.com. So we're, when we do a fantasy special, we're going to have you on. And then when we come back on your show before the end of the year, make sure that you, we have all these talking points so we can see who were the boom and bust, you know? Oh, I will. And absolutely. We about it and, we, and, and, you know, we get some cocks running on campus. Okay. That sounds good. Yeah, we'll go ahead and write that down. And I look forward to being on uh, fanate.com. Hello, neighbor. <laughs> Uh, coming up soon with the uh, fantasy special. So I just want to go through a quick few games. We're going to go ahead and give who thinks who who, who do you guys think win? Uh, Tommy, you'll go first. Stanley, you'll go second. You'll just say who do you think wins? Yes, this guy or that guy? And then I'll go who I think wins. Okay, so first game, we got the Chiefs. Uh, Broncos at Chiefs this Thursday. Who are you taking, Tommy? Chiefs. Uh, Stanley? Chiefs. Okay, I am taking the Chiefs as well. That was pretty easy. Uh, Patriots at Bills. Who are you taking, Tommy? I'm actually going to take the Bills. Stanley's taking the Bills. I am taking the Bills as well. I think that offense, the way it moves, Tyrod Taylor can move just enough to move the change and convert on third downs. And I think... um I think the Bills are just, they have the perfect combination of good defense, good enough running game, and a great home field advantage at Ralph Wilson Stadium in Buffalo. And let me just drop something real quick. I, I've said this before. I don't know if I've said it on the show enough that I want viewers to listen to this. Any Raider fan listening right now, we owe a lot to the Buffalo Bills. Ralph Wilson in the AFL, to, to, to continue a team, he loaned money to the Oakland Raiders so we can actually stay afloat as a franchise. This was in the 60s with the AFL. So if it wasn't for the Buffalo Bills and Ralph Wilson, the Oakland Raiders would not have been a franchise. We would have run out of money and the AFL might have crumbled in there. So we owe a lot to the Buffalo Bills. I've always remembered that. I want to say thanks to the Wilson family and thanks to the Buffalo Bills in general. And I think they beat the Patriots this week. Um, next, let's go uh, Giants at Rams. Who do you guys got? No, sorry. It's, Giants, actually. No, so, sorry. It's, uh, I, I read that. that it's the Redskins at Rams. My bad, guys. Uh, Redskins at Rams. <laughs> So, uh, well, I'm not taking the Giants, Connor. Yeah, you're not taking the Giants in that game. I think uh, I'm taking the Rams. You guys are taking the Rams as well, I'd assume? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think we're all three on that ship. All three on that. Good game here. We got Cowboys at Philly. Going to be interesting. What do you, who do you guys think takes it? Cowboys. Okay. I'll take the Eagles. Yeah, I'll take the Eagles too, but, God, it's going to be a good game, right? I mean, Des Bryant's it's, out. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a dogfight, dude. De- super good. Yeah, and Des is going to be out, so I think, what, this increases the value a little bit fantasy-wise for Jason Witten. What do we think? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Jason Witten, uh, he looked reborn the other night, you know? He did. He I, I don't good. know exactly how many receptions he had, but it seemed like, you know, every time I picked my face up out of my uh, pint mug, he was catching a pass and, you know, running pretty much out of cost down the field. He looked good, too, in good physical form. So, uh, Jason Witten, another, you know, you were talking about tight end depth, and Stanley was talking about, again, like, where did people get Witten in their drafts? Yeah, well, and I, I would be shocked if, if, if anybody drafted him before round six or round seven. I'm sure you could have gotten Witten in most drafts at round ten. You absolutely could have. So we're taking the um, Cowboys. I'm going Eagles. Stanley goes Eagles. Tommy's going Cowboys uh, over the Eagles. And Jason Witten is someone to start this week. Next is interesting game. You got San Diego at Cincy. I'm taking Cincy because it's a home game. What do you guys got? Hmm. I'm going to take San Diego. I'm going to go with San Diego as well. Okay, and we got the uh, simply because uh, Philip Rivers looks great. Mel- Melvin Gordon did 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 very well. He was supposed to be a third down back. They're, they're, I think Melvin Gordon is much better option as a rookie than Gurley. And we're talking about rookies, and we're talking about Amir Abdullah, who's number one. And I would put uh, you know Melvin Gordon is my number two or number three in terms of rookie running backs. He's right up there, and he did a very respect. He did a very respectable job. He's only going to get better. And um, Rivers. He, he did what Rivers does, you know? He wins games. So, San Diego has a, has a good team, and when even, like we were mentioning before, when Gates comes back, they're even getting stronger. Well, and you know who else looked good in that game with Danny Woodhead? Yes, thank God for Sandy. I actually have him rated higher now than Melvin Gordon. I mean, he's getting two touchdowns. They lost, yep. when they lost Danny Woodhead last year, that was a big blow to them. What he plays in that yeah. offense, he has a big role. So, I think Danny Woodhead is something that he probably already got picked up this week. He's someone to look at, because I think he's going to have a pretty, pretty solid fantasy season as a flex. I mean, he was always underappreciated. I mean, he came out of, like, a D3 school, like, North Dakota or Appalachia State or something. Some, yeah. something with it. some technical college. I think he majored in air conditioning repair or something. ITT and Tech. Uh, it was, and just rips it up. It was, He's always been undervalued. Yeah, it was ITT Tech or Subway University. It was one of those, I believe, that he came out of. And he... <laughs> He, he has been a, a consistent, productive player at really every time he's gotten the chance. So Danny Woodhead is someone yeah. to look at. We're taking San Diego, or uh, you're taking San Diego. I'm taking Cincy over San Diego at home. Yeah, Stan and I are both taking San Diego. We will be contrary on that point. Okay, okay uh, next one for me. I, I mean, just to, just to bring it up for the Raiders, we got the Ravens at 
uh, Oakland. I mean, it helps that Terrell Suggs is out for the year, but I still think this is just going to be a gross game. I'm looking at what? I'm looking like 16 to 6 at Ravens. Well, Stan, Stan did something. We went on eBay last night. We knew this was going to be a question because you did send us some production notes. So we had uh, rushed air delivery. We bought a dream catcher. <laughs> we lit some candles, um, some incense. Uh, we had we hired some uh, Native Americans. They they did a, a glorious little dance in our backyard okay. around our uh, drinking pool, adult mm. drinking pool. We have uh, cups for that, <laughs> and um, it was all in an effort to um, make the Raiders win. I think that everything that we did in terms of our of our magic, some of it on the dark side. Um, we we did um, butcher some chickens and uh, goats and things that I really can't talk about. Yeah. There was some dark magic involved, but I do predict the Raiders win that game. Really? Okay. Tommy's yeah. taking the Raiders. What about you, Stanley? What do you think? Yeah, yeah. I, I have to go with the Raiders, too. I had a vision of, well, maybe it was either a dog chewing on a chicken bone <laughs> or it was a coyote telling me that Latavius Murray was going to score two touchdowns. But a lot of this a lot of this was peyote-induced. Yeah. Because we created our own sweat lodge with uh, uh, 30 glad bags and a, and a roll of duct tape. Wow, you so guys, you guys don't mess around. come to fruition, but we both did have individual visions. A lot of them, um, in terms of uh, uh, pharmaceuticals, uh, were involved. I won't deny that, but we both did have a similar vision quest that the Raiders would win. Okay, wow, we're taking the Raiders. I'm taking the Ravens, so I'm the Raider fan who doesn't think we're going to win this week. You guys believe in the Raiders because the vision quests and the, the sweat lodges and all these other things. That a lot of <laughs> listeners probably don't know what they are and Dreamcatchers, so that's pretty cool. Tell, um, tell the Matadors they're a sturdy, vibrant, brilliant bunch of students. If they ever have a problem, just tell them. In two words, what Sam and I do, Google it. Google it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Google it. Yeah, Google, uh, Google it, rookies. These, that's all you have to say. These, uh, these, lucky, these lucky kids these days, man, they got Google to find out everything. I remember when I was a kid. I know. How do we find it about stuff? I know, After dude. The fact. It's just, it's ridiculous. Everything. Video games, too. I mean, if you guys, I don't know if you guys play video games, but they got this new, the Batman Arkham Knight. Holy shit. I mean, it's... I look at that and I'm thinking, man, I remember when I was playing Mario 3 and I thought that was the coolest thing I'd ever played. This... These games are... I don't want to go off on a tangent for video games, but it's just technology now. These kids are just so... They're so spoiled. You have these... Exactly. It is my show. You know what? This is the What the Fuck show. I want to fucking talk about video games for a second, and they are so advanced. They're, they're like mini movies. They're, they're just crazy. I don't know if you play this PS4, Xbox Ones, but kids these days listening, I'm sure my brother, he's he's 15, 16. I forgot how old you are, kid, but no, he's 15. Sorry, he's 16. Um, he, uh, he doesn't even know how spoiled he is. So these kids out there, please enjoy and appreciate the video games you're having. And for your older brothers and sisters and parents, go ahead and give us a break when we don't know exactly what's going on because, let's be honest, this technology is so advanced. I mean, it's like... It's like Back to the Future 2, man, the flying cars and everything, and the pizza that, that will grow if you microwave it. So crazy times happening in technology. We're here from L.A. It's rainy L.A. today on the What the Falk Show. We talked about sports. We talked about NFL and fantasy. We have one last game to preview of what we think, and then I'm going to go in. I'm going to give you guys some TV shows to watch because, as you know, working in television, I know a lot about the industry, and I want to give you guys some shows you check out so you don't have to watch episodes of Golden Girls on repeat all the time. And uh, next game, that's going to be Seattle against the Packers. Who are you guys taking Sunday night? Uh, I'm taking the Packers for sure. Okay, yeah, I, I'm I'm on that Medusa raft with Stan. Whether it sails, it could be a Viking funeral ship. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, I am uh, leaning toward the Packers in that one. Okay, I'm taking the uh, I'm taking the Packers as well, and I think overall it's going to be a good game. So uh, you know, on the What the Falk show, let's move into some entertainment. Just a quick little thing. Shows that I think you guys need to check out if you aren't, and your listeners. Hopefully, you know, this is going to be uh, plugged and uh, reposted on FanApe, and you guys can send to your friends and family and say, hey, there's this pretty cool kid out there in uh, in California who got to talk sports and movies with and, and television. Exactly. Cal State Northridge, my alumni in the school that I love and support. And uh, the first show that I think you've had to watch, you've had to have seen some plugs about it on, like, marketing and different things. That's Mr. Robot on USA Network. Have either of you watched this show yet? Bro, I mean, I don't know exactly what your TV taste is, but it's probably the best new show I've seen in years. I mean, of how um, original and well-made it is and just the writing and everything. Constant twists and turns. You really don't know what's going to happen each week. The USA Network is really stepping it up, and it's a fucking good show. So if you haven't checked it out, guys, please check it out. The first season is now over. And the crazy part is, who would have thought, I mean, Christian Slater is actually awesome in it. 
Christian Slater, the yeah. guy who usually takes value and quality to me away from movies and television now, makes this show better. Yeah. So this is like one of those. So it's like a solar eclipse is happening, and Christian Slater is he killing it. He's always a talented guy. He just kind of gotten his own way in terms of his career, in my opinion. Absolutely. Now. So I'm but glad. He's always a solid actor, dude. Yeah. So I'm glad he's getting I mean, the opportunity. Heather, going all the way back to that, and you know the young folks probably out there don't know Heather's the movie, but um, great, great introductory performance, for unknown actor. So mm-hmm. if you've never seen that movie, go out and you know go on Netflix, go out and rent it. Uh, it's called Heather's and it's one of his first performances well Heather's is solid and then obviously True Romance I hope you guys have seen that Tony Scott directed movie written by Quentin Tarantino one of the best I mean that movie is chock full of actors you got Brad Pitt in that you got Christian Slater you got Patricia Arquette who's a really nice lady got to work with her on CSI you have James Gandolfini rest in peace you have Christopher Walken Um, God, that's just a great movie we're all something you should definitely check out Um, next show is Power on Stars it's kind of a uh, I would like it I would compare it to like Sons of Anarchy, but more in the club world as opposed, you know, this guy's a club promoter. He runs a club, but he also is like a major drug dealer, drug pusher, but he's trying to get, he's trying to get out of it. So you have this actor and a really talented actor, this new show on stars, stars is really check, uh, stepping it up. It's power or something to check out. If you like those gangster shows or those really kind of those, uh, you know, much like Sons of Anarchy, the kid is trying to build his kingdom while getting out of the illegal part of it. I think star, um, power on stars is certainly something to check out next time you have a chance. Uh, second season just ended and I know it's available online, Hulu and all those things. That's power on stars and last show for me is married on fx have you guys seen this one we have not seen that okay at least i haven't i can't speak for family no i haven't but i i live married every day and so i don't know if i want to watch a show about it hopefully it's good <laughs> it could just be redundant at that point it, it, just, it could just be a savage personal um, biopic that stand up need, need to relive every day well yeah i guess if you look at it that way i can certainly understand that point of view for me not being married oh, by the way his wife the cloud Wonderful. She's a beautiful woman, so that was just a joke. Yeah. Personal. So well, I, I want to get that straight on the show and go on record saying that. Well, yeah. That's right. His wife is a beautiful woman. The first lady of Next Score is a, is a cool person. Yes, she is. Yeah, she's awesome. And her name is the Cloud. Her name yes. is the Cloud, and, and a lot of the many girls yes. that I meet on Tinder are great women too, and I have a good time with them. So, uh, married on FX is something to check out. Nate Faxon. Uh, he's an actor on that. And basically, it's just basically families in L.A. And, and guys trying to make ends meet. And I think if you are married, I think you'd enjoy it because you kind of see all the funny parts and the intricacies of what kind of goes on in a marriage, good and bad. So it's definitely not a drama. It's just kind of a lighthearted comedy, something I think any listener listening right now should check out on FX. So TV-wise in the What the Fall show, that's Power on Stars. That's Mr. Robot on USA. And that's Married on FX. We've previewed fantasy football. We've gone this guy or that guy. We've given you some waiver pickups. We've given you um, which games to look at and which players to look at. We've told you that we have Tommy here. He's a Dungeons & Dragons master. He's like a level 88 elf war king. I've, I'm told... He's in the ether. I'm so advanced. It's, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm in a gaseous form at this point. Okay, and then we have Stanley, yeah. who is yeah. the CEO, owner, creator, uh, lord. Um, he's the president, and him and his first lady of NextScore at nextscore.net, a new fantasy game you can play. And this is that part of the show where I'm saying goodbye. This is when you guys can say goodbye to the listeners. Tommy, you go first, yeah, Stanley. Yeah, you get a free trial. Go up, sign up, subscribe. We have a free newsletter. We have the latest picks. We have all the injuries, all the waiver wires, all the sleepers. Go to next score.net get your free trial today um we'll mail it out to you it's an exciting game there is no commitment whatsoever and there's no turning back you're going to love it you're going to be hooked the moment that you do it so go to nextcore.net get your free game weekly package today and sign up for the newsletter everything's free you definitely will a fun game to play us next score at nextcore.net that's tommy from fanape.com an exclusive sports entertainment network you'd find um hello neighbor kid and playa and uh, and now was it cash and trash? Cash and trash, our new show coming up this fall with uh, Stan and I. Yeah, which is like a financial we're doing sector. Videos from uh, corporations and giving our um, it's basically like a future bet on stock picks. Yeah, that sounds really cool. So we're gonna interview these people. We're gonna evaluate their companies and we're gonna give a projection whether that stock is cash or trash. And then we come back later and then we touch base and see who was right and who was wrong. So it's it's almost like fantasy for the financial sector. Yeah, well, that sounds that's awesome. I, I haven't uh, I never heard of a show like that, so I'm actually really interested with that. And you can obviously you find me. Has, and that's the beauty of it, Connor. <clears throat> whispers. Whispers. <laughs> Amazing. So I'll be. Yeah, we're gonna make money funny, which is gonna be a hard job, but somebody's got to do it. No, make money funny. Those are some good lines you guys are doing. I thought what the fuck mm-hmm. with my last name was pretty good, but what you know, making money funny, cash or trash. These are pretty good lines. I'm pretty impressed right and now. And I want to beseech everybody out there, CSUN Nation, Matadors. 
go to the Connor Fox show, WTF, not to be confused with Mark Maron. This yeah. is better. It's a stronger show. It's like the Bonic It's like the Bonic Man. They built Connor better, faster, stronger. Go to What the Fox on Twitter. Hit him up. We're gonna help them build a web page. We're getting this. We're getting all the information down. The man has traction. He has future potential. My number one fantasy pick this year, Stanley. Guess who it is? Connor Fox. That's I, right. I love it. I love it, guys. I appreciate that. The jerseys are available at Walmart and uh, and local Target stores. <laughs> I believe in Connecticut. So, guys, I want to I want to thank you for coming on the show. It's been an hour and six minutes, and I think it's been a very valuable, wow. witty, informational show. Um, do you guys have a good time? I'm gonna hand out cigars because I feel like I just gave birth. I thought you, Sam. He looks like he just gave birth. <laughs> he's back with his legs in the air. <laughs> Yeah, it was a great episode of the show. Stanley, it was great meeting you, man. Tommy, as always, is great just collaborating with you creatively and everything. Thank you so much, as always, dude. You you are my friend. We basically started our shows at at almost the same time, so we're growing together, and um, it was a real honor and and pleasure, and and we love being on your show. We're going to have you on our show uh, very soon as well. Thanks, man. We're buds now. I mean, we're also Facebook friends, so, I mean, that's that's pretty, I mean, that's not, that's no joke. You know, we're Facebook friends. We come on podcasts sometimes. We call it a friendship here on the What the Falk Show with me, Connor Falk. As he said, you can find me on SoundCloud.com, my WTF show, Facebook.com, my WTF show. Find us on Twitter, on iTunes, on on, Sound, on SoundCloud, as I said, on Pod Directory. You can find uh, Tommy and all his shows and his sports and his uh, entertainment network at fanape.com. You can also find them on Twitter. I will plug them. You got Stanley from Next Door. It's a new fantasy game you could play each on the Monday night and Sunday night games. Something to play with your friends. Be you know, you're at an old folks' home, you're at a party, you're at a bar. It's something to do. Next, where you can find them. next score.net, check it out. Um, next week, pretty interesting. We're gonna have a guy on from Fandings. I don't know if you guys have heard of this. Fandings is a new app that's out there. It's available. It's an app that can connect you with fans of sports all over the, the nation and you can debate. So basically, you jump into a sports debate about some kind of topic, and you just talk with people that you don't know across the nation. You guys debate and decide what you think about different topics. So Fandings uh, is the app that's coming on next week on the What the Fuck Show. Thank you for listening. Check it out, man. Yeah, check it out. And uh, Tommy and uh, Stanley, I just want to say thanks again, man. I'm going to say goodbye, and I'm actually going to click hang up on this phone right now. And uh, it was it was great having you guys on, man. I appreciate it. I, I very much look forward to the next time. Okay. See you later, man. As I said, that was Stanley from Next Score. That was Tommy from Fanape.com. Two talented guys. Uh, two great podcast guests. If you got to listen to that, um, great having them on the show. Got to cover a lot of different topics in NFL and TV, and and, and just the new shows they have coming out. Trash and uh, Cash and Trash. A uh, Hello Neighbor. Kid and Playa. Next Score. A lot of different things to plug, and a lot of things that I think you'll find interesting. As I said, this is Connor Falk with the What the Falk Show. Found me on SoundCloud, iTunes, Pod Directory, Twitter, Facebook. My parents will probably make you listen to it. I appreciate you listening. And uh, look forward to next week. We have fan dings on the show. Have a good night.